Hi, welcome to Lady Overlander Radio. Tonight we're speaking with the Overlanding Ambulance. Stay tuned. Grab your favorite drink, whether it's a coffee, cocktail, or tea, and get ready. It's Ladies Night on Lady Overlander Radio. The Lady Overlander Radio Podcast is sponsored by CB Adventure Supply, Midland Radio, Go Treads, Overland Spices, The More Expo, Wildland Coffee, Adventure Trail Outfitters, Lifesaver Water Filters, Sea Sucker Camp, and Sport Keg. Hey Arla, hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. I'm broadcasting today from the lovely woods of georgia nice so, <laughs> not georgia over in europe georgia and the united states but still it's pretty you never know about you <laughs> yeah that's true i never know where i'm gonna be mm-hmm. but uh we got some great events coming up soon we have more excel we'll be doing a ladies overland lounge all weekend there which will be exciting then i believe our next one is expo west which we're going to be doing a uh ladies roundtable discussion there with a few other ladies, Brittany yes. Highland from Hourless Life, Tara McGovern from Roven Reverie. So that'll be pretty awesome. And then what else do we got going on this year? We got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. <laughs> Flash so up we that a fancy uh, schedule. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's show that. That'll tell us. So these are the events we have coming up in the next six months or so. Yeah, we got fire in there. Bonfire Rendezvous, Overland Expo West, Pacific Northwest, and the Teton Overland Show down in September. So make sure you catch up with us at one of those events. We'd love to chat with you in person, any, anybody that's watching. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to a busy but fun summer. So today we have the Overlanding Ambulance on, and they are currently in the UK. Uh, they've been traveling all over Europe, their uh, ambulance, which I'll show you here. Very cool. <laughs> yes, and that's a Land Rover, correct? Yep. Yes, yes it indeed. is. Yep. Awesome. And so tell us a little bit about, tell us your name, tell us a little bit about your, about your background, how you guys started out on this, this journey, and just uh, anything you'd like to share. Uh, I'm My name is Lawrence, and uh, my wife is Rachel. And uh, we're both veterinary surgeons from the UK. Uh, we met whilst uh, traveling uh, in New Zealand, uh, though we're both from the UK. And we moved back to the UK um, because we both wanted to travel the world uh, and decided to overland. Um, we didn't know what we were going to overland in. And it was during our hunt that on eBay, uh, we found our vehicle that was for sale. And oh, wow. that was back in 2018 mm-hmm. when we first bought it uh, and then started this sort of in- increasingly madcap scheme to visit as many places as possible. Um, we decided to leave in 2020, uh, just like a lot of people did. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the world pandemic cut that one short. So just as we were about to leave, we were then put on hiatus uh, life went on hold like everybody else's and uh, we just were waiting for borders to reopen and then eventually end of 2021 end of 2021 we, we set off uh, and the, the plan has had been to, to drive around the world in one complete circuit heading uh, east uh, eventually getting to America but there when we left in uh, February, obviously that's when the war in Ukraine started, and then that mm. made our journey east much more complicated. So we, uh, in true overlanding style, have been very much changing things continuously uh, on a week by monthly basis. Um, and at the moment, it wasn't the plan, but we're back in the UK because we've fo- finished our first leg, which was around Europe, going as far as Georgia and Armenia, and now we're back in the UK making plans for where to go next. 
Very cool. And you guys initially started out with this to try to break a world record, correct? That's the that's what we yeah, that's the plan. That's what we're still trying to do. Um the longest journey by ambulance. Um with yeah, the Guinness World Record. That's the plan. So what's the current record? Do you guys know? We have to go more than twenty thousand kilometers, which we've done. Um, so we just need to well submit the paperwork. Yeah. Hopefully that's the uh, that's the plan, but we've hopefully beaten it. Very cool. That's that's amazing. I'd love to see the inside of your rig, but unfortunately, I don't know if we have the ability to do that right now. But uh, no, just how you we should have sat in it. Really, we should have sat in it. Would have been more useful. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. No, uh, just tell us a little bit about how you built it. It's it's tiny. No, it's really tiny. (laughs) Is it? Yes. Do you basically just have a bed in there or what do you have going on Um, in there? So there's a pop top roof and we sleep upstairs and then downstairs there's a sink, a a fridge and a little seating area. And that's sort of it. It's, um, it's really small. Yeah, very cool. luxurious downstairs toilet size you know uh, under under your under your sink type, under your staircase type thing you it's, know. yeah it's, it's small so how much uh, water can you guys carry with you or do you guys carry external like yeah we have a, a tank that sits underneath the car it's about 60 liters Okay. So bearing with that, and we carry two jerry cans which are for what we use for fuel so that's for uh, we don't have an extra storage fuel tank um that's about it really yeah, we, yeah. We, it's it's compact yeah and the fuel you use for cooking what do you do you run a generator or do you use like propane um, or... so it's a, it's a diesel hob so just the the diesel fuel tank oh, fuels okay the car and fuels the heater and fuels the um the cook as well very cool okay so <laughs> let me let me take a quick uh pop up a, po- a photo here what oh. is going on in this photo goodness uh, so that was in that was in turkey so um uh, having bought a land rover you uh, what's the old adage turning turning owners, owners into mechanics into yeah. mechanics um that was in turkey we'd, we'd had uh, some a series of leaks appearing which from the is transfer box. from the transfer box and we finally got to a mechanic called Hakan in Turkey near Cappadocia. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that if, you, if you're driving through Turkey and you overland, own a Land Rover, most people will uh, make a detour too. Uh, and so we spent a week camped in his garage uh, as they well, took with out us. the... He was with us, yeah. with us, brilliant, showing us what to do and... Uh, um, taking the car apart. Taking the car apart together. and putting it back together. Um, just trying so to figure out where that was coming from and yeah and he did how long how long did it take to repair it was it just a quick repair we were there or? For a week weren't we, we but that were. was not just doing the um the transfer box while we were there we yeah. did some other servicing things that we needed to do so i think in total yeah. we were there a week yeah oh very cool and, and so just, yeah go ahead i was gonna say we rocked up without an appointment which is the way of things out that way and uh they said come back the following day we'll order the parts in and then yeah they put us up fed us and um look, looked after us that was um quite an experience yeah so you guys have been to what 20 20 countries so far i think or is it 12 26 countries 26. at the moment oh wow okay. 26 yeah. countries so far and we say wow but it's kind but of to probably fair, similar to states small. here so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes yeah we've been around europe so is it pretty easy to get from country to country or is there a ton of paperwork you have to do and a ton of planning not really no i mean we've not needed a a visa for any of the countries we've been to no uh, we've turned up at the border probably the biggest challenge is with the dog so we've got paperwork for taking the dog out of the out of europe and back into europe again but actually we've not had any issues at the borders driving an ambulance with a dog um we've just turned up at the borders and and crossed over sometimes it's taken hours just because it's a long process but no it's not been logistically that bad really has it no that's good and so it's pretty convenient that you guys are veterinary surgeons and 
Yes. <laughs> in case anything happens to the dog, right? Yes. yes. No, it's been it has been because we've done a couple of the dogs had a couple of accidents on the way. So no, it's been very very handy, yeah. definitely. So are you guys on a sabbatical or just kind of retired? Uh, yes, or? We both both quit our jobs for the year. Well, for as long as it is, we're we're back in the UK doing some work to fill the travel pot at the moment. But yeah, we quit our jobs um, to to go traveling. Yeah. Wow, that's but exciting. Retired, Probably a little scary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to work out a way of trying to make it more of a sustainable, long term prospect, as in you know the, we the travel travel, travel. Yeah. and uh, this year has very been much. We worked a lot to take time off um and now we're sort of you know back to work a bit to, to do the same thing again but no we're trying to work out a way that we can we can potentially keep this sort of project going longer term uh mm-hmm. without resorting to the the, the you know the youtube and that you know we'd, we're, we're not we're, very good at that no we're not very good at that so we're, we're sort of looking at more of how we can use our job whilst traveling uh as a, as a way of of you know keep this going even if it's like periods of time in one place but somewhere different uh and then moving on and, and trying somewhere rather than this sort of long continue the initial plan was to do one long journey for a couple of years but then that was it and i think we, we'd rather sort of see it more of a, a, a fluid process that's sort of more of a lifelong adventure uh, that we can sort of change continent or whatever every set period of time and uh, try something new um make us feel like we're always continuously continuously traveling rather than just this set end date when we have to go back to life again. Yeah, I know here in the United States that we have traveling nurses, traveling veterinarians, mm-hmm. and they're usually they're emergency veterinarians yes. that, you know, will go and work where they're a, a really bad need. So I'm just wondering, um, you know, because I'm sure you're licensed in the UK, you know, your medical license and everything is there, how complicated it is to try to get that to transfer over to let's say the united states or south america or somewhere else uh, and that's why the the initial plan the next leg had been to go from north to uh, north america all the way down to south america mm-hmm. that's a more complicated prospect for us to get well if we without us work, we right, can't right. work whereas there are other places like for example australasia uh, oceana uh, we can fairly easily transfer our qualification to be able to work so okay. that's why we're potentially considering shifting the way we do, you know, rather than going to America first, maybe doing Australia first, which will allow us to work and travel at the same time before then moving on to the Americas afterwards. Okay. So is it impossible to get it, get everything situated to, we, for the Americas or is it? We'd have to sit a lot of exams. Um, uh, and and it's a, a bit of a while since we left vet school. So um, both of us now just work with cats and dogs, but we'd have to sit the exams for horses, for cows, for sheep, and we haven't worked with them for years. No. So it would be, it, I think it would be a major challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely would, I would believe. Okay, look, oh, there's a cow. That's about it as far as my knowledge goes on the cows. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. I'm the same way. Is it true <laughs> they have like seven stomachs or is that just a myth? Do you remember that from yeah. school? Three? Four. Four? Okay. Yes. I know they have more than I do, so I'm I just curious. Really like, I used to work with cows, and now I'm like, <laughs> how many do they have? So now it's a... <laughs> they have four stomachs? Yeah. Wow. Mm. I don't know where I got seven from, but wow. Yeah. Four <laughs> is still impressive. Yes. <laughs> you know, like when we go out to eat and then we want to stay, save room for dessert, we have that. We don't have there, another stomach. To there is a dessert <laughs> side. Yeah. Sorted. <laughs> There's room for your drink. Name, There's room name. for your food, your dessert. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect yeah. so tell me the story behind this photo here this is an interesting shot very <laughs> that's in bosnia isn't that was it? in bosnia yeah so we were driving um we were driving between two areas in bosnia um and i'd read about this road called the m6 and in the uk the m6 is like this big highway motorway motorway but i'd read about this really picturesque beautiful road that we thought oh that sounds lovely we'll go on that back road and the back road turned out to be sort of an off-roading track which was brilliant and we yeah. loved that until we got to the point that the uh the off-road track reached a bridge that was definitely not a bridge anymore yeah and had just, <laughs> it just completely collapsed into the river below so um 
that was the end of our journey down the M6, really. We got to that point, thankfully noticed it rather than just plowing onwards. But um, Oh, yeah. Yes, that was the end. End of the M6 adventure. We, we did look at trying to cross the river, but but the other side, you just couldn't get down and back up again, even in Land Rover. So, um, yeah. yes, back to the main road. We didn't go any further. Wow. I wonder if they've repaired it. Did, did they didn't have any warning signs or anything? There was nothing, no. We just, oh, wow. Oh, thank God we weren't going at night because I genuinely think we just kept going. No, there were no yeah. warning signs. There was nothing. We were just driving. It's typical. You go up to get to that bridge. You sort of went up a steep slope to get to it. So, you know, if you're going at speed, um, not uh, only would been, you launch yourself, but you would have, have not screened, seen it, yeah. uh, not seen it coming. So, Well, um, could you make it to the other side? I mean, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the ambulance probably wouldn't be in one piece anymore you know on the motorbike oh no no evil can evil style yeah, no, like, no no not evil can yeah have you guys heard of like dukes of hazard yes so, yeah, yeah dukes of hazard, yes. Dukes of hazard style i don't rate oh, the laundry no i don't recommend <laughs> that wow it's a good thing you guys noticed that that was out that's insane yeah. and that's a lot of reasons why we don't travel at night yeah uh, when we yeah. when we overland because we don't you know, it's reduced visibility. You don't know where you are. You don't really have a good feel no. of the surrounding area. So it's you know, driving is often quite dodgy. Um, I know we definitely. And then you've got the other people driving. Um, so, you know, which it's is all... even scarier. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what's one of the coolest uh, off-road routes you've taken? Have you have you been on any other ones or? Uh, in, in Georgia, in Georgia uh, and some of those, some of the ones in Georgia were meant to be highways, uh, oh. which was which was probably more worrying that the off-roading bits were um, quite so off-road. But we had heard that the roads were quite bad in Georgia, that, quite bad, and that was sort of an understatement. Um, but we went from we went from um, Baku, didn't we? Not, not Baku. Baku, sorry. No. Um, what's the place called? I know, what, we, what's the place? I can't now think, but we, we drove from Georgia to the Armenian border um, down uh, this, I mean, it was beautiful, wasn't it? The most beautiful off-roading, but it was like six hours of off-roading in low range yeah. with the diff lock on um, through these mountainsides on the um, on this lovely road that was sort of clinging to the edge of the hillside. It was absolutely beautiful, um, but it was meant to be, we thought, like a really quick or we'll just nip across to Armenia. Uh, no. Yeah, that's not what happened. <laughs> Hours later. It was beautiful. And they've had we've had some other other. I mean, lots. I mean, anytime there was an opportunity to drive off road rather than taking the highway, we we'd we'd often take it. And I would say, looking back, we probably at the beginning we were very chicken. I think we've we've learned that the the we quickly learned that the Land Rover will go will quit or we will quit long long a long time before the Land Rover will. Uh, and I think at the beginning of the trip, we were being very cautious about what we did. And I think as we've got gone further on, the the sort of the off roading has definitely got more uh, extreme. Is is probably a bit too far. But you know, we've we've been a lot braver with with what we've done. Um, we had a friend come to visit us in Georgia, uh, probably at the peak of us being a bit crazy and a bit braver. And I think he was just seeing terrible. his reaction to what we were driving. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's going. I'm just going to step out the vehicle now. Uh, I'll, I'll get out and film you because yes. I don't want to be in the car on this. Bit. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, Arla's done that, haven't you, Arla? You're like, yeah, I'll get out and uh, just take some video of this. It's yeah. a little bit too much. Yeah, if yeah. I'm not in control, I'm not real excited about that part. So if I'm passenger. <laughs> I'm like, I, that's me. That's me. I drive nearly all the time, don't I, on the off roads because I'm do. not a very good yeah. passenger. No. I'm not a good passenger either. <laughs> I get a little panicky about it. Yeah. 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 If I'm in control, I'm a little bit better. So but to sit on the side, no. I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of women that I've talked to are drivers because they, they get car sick when they're in the passenger side or if they're in the back seat or whatever. Yeah, me too. Like I have to drive, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can see that for sure. And uh, you're okay though. You don't get car sick, Lawrence? Uh, no, I, I, I have had iron stomach when it comes to being in cars. Uh, so I'm looking at the maps and working out what's going on. Uh, and I just drive. Yeah. Rachel's a better driver than me anyway. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So other than the, the bridge being completely gone, have you had any other really, really crazy or hairy experiences where you were thinking, uh, this is not good? 
Oh, we've had a couple of we've driven we had to get through places and the road was falling away and i think we sort of looked at each other and went do do, do we do this yeah i think we've on roads where half of the road has already fallen off the cliff yeah. edge and the options are reversing down the off-roading track or just keep going or just keep going and it's when you see somebody else then do it and you think oh, okay that's fine but we are driving something that weighs three and a half four tons and um you know, you do it, and afterwards, it's all—it's a great story. But at the time, uh, you're not—you're not totally sure about the whole experience. But uh, and we've had uh, some very dodgy driving experiences. Uh, was that in Georgia as well? Where the, the the yeah, that was in Georgia. We, we were driving down again, Georgia. Uh, uh, byword for bad driving and, and funny experiences. But we were going behind a truck that was full of hot tar, and all of a yeah. sudden, back just went up. And it started vertical depositing. in the air, just started <laughs> depositing hot tar in front of us. It then ran oh, into the overpower over the, the, the cables across the road and just drove through those. Um, I, I think the, eventually the driver noticed and, and they stopped. So, you know, there have been experiences like that. Um, wow. Which were all good fun, you know. I think <laughs> at the time there was swearing and uh, <laughs> sort of <laughs> anxiety, but, you know, afterwards when you realize it's all good. You know, it's a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I got a YouTube idea for you. Just set up the camera when you're driving on these crazy roads. No editing. Leave all the swear words in. I'm telling you, people <laughs> will love it. It'll go viral. <laughs> subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So is this where, were you guys in Georgia here? Or let me pull it up. Uh, that is Bosnia as well, actually. Isn't Bos it? Bosnia. Oh. Okay, Bosnia. Yeah, in the Republic okay. of Serbs, the portion of Bosnia. Yeah. Yeah. So, does the Land Rover have a, a wider wheelbase than a standard one because it's an ambulance, or is it just the no, standard frame? No, it's just a standard standard one ten chassis and Land Rover underneath, but just with a different back. Yeah. Um, but it's no, it's just a standard one ten with the original Puma engine. It's all pretty much as standard, apart from better anti-roll bar and better suspension mm -hmm. isn't it that, that's the only things we've changed from standard and just to just to exemplify how un vehicle land rover land rover we were before we left we were uh, we're at a border where we had to write down they wanted to know for the insurance um what the um will how, how what the distance between the two axles was and we were looking up online going how long's our vehicle how long's our vehicle and of course it's a 110 it's 110 inches. Um, that's what uh -huh. that means. We were completely oh. oblivious. We were like looking online, messaging people. Hi, and we can't find the answer. Um, but we, yeah, we didn't realize we, that. we've come a long way, should we say, from um, being completely unmechanical and uh, yeah, yeah. When you're living in it pretty much full time, you kind of have to become your own mechanic and learn yeah. those things as you go. Yeah, no, yeah. we definitely got better. Absolutely. Well, that's part of the experience, though, right? It's mm -hmm. part of the journey. Yeah. Learning all of those things and taking those little pieces of knowledge with you along the way for the next time something happens. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think we're definitely, we service the car ourselves now. Yeah. Mostly, most of the services we do ourselves. And we're definitely better at, yeah, problem solving when it breaks down. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of Georgia, the bugs are very uh, <laughs> lively here today. Oh no! See you. Uh, I, I don't know if you can see them flying around me. <laughs> well, I can actually. Yes. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> don't recommend this, Georgia, in the no. United States. Not during this time of year. No. Do not recommend. Do not recommend. Zero out of ten. <laughs> so no in the office, I'm good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> see, I like to live on the wild side. I'm gonna. I'm doing this outdoors, and it, we're traveling back up to Arkansas over the next few days. My youngest daughter and I, and so yeah. we're kind of stopping where it's quiet and peaceful and you know there's not all the craziness of the city around us i've had uh several people pull up here though and kind of look at me like trying to figure out what we're doing here oh, so, really? it's kind of funny <laughs> they're like why is this someone walks the behind you and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so what's the plan you guys mentioned before we went live um that you might be going to australia that's a that's a possibility anyway right yeah we've had we've had life steps in doesn't it you know you're planning on traveling a lot and uh we didn't our careers 
were on the back burner for a while and then some opportunities have come up which to take some work to in take australia, some work in australia would, oh, and was, for us okay. to do some specialist training for both of us um so we're, we're considering whether to either continue with our plan which was to head to canada or i suspect possibly more likely um save up the money that we were going to save anyway and mm-hmm. then um head to australia and do a bit of work travel there and then see where after that try yeah. and go down the pan-american highway sort of at a later date yeah i don't think it's it's not gone as a plan completely but potentially a little bit well after australia i think is the plan yeah very cool so do you have any specific place in mind you plan on visiting when you're in australia or you just are you going to kind of have to stay around where you're going to be working or and kind of do a weekend exploring or yeah we probably we we'd yeah, for for work, we'd probably have to be in uh, the Gold Coast, Brisbane area, which is um, on the east coast of Australia. Um, but if we were to, for, when we had planned it originally, originally, we, we were going to do a, a full loop of Australia, which I guess we would do at some point whilst we were there. Um, but at least initially, we would use uh, Australia as a base. Of course, we've got to work out the logistics of getting a Land Rover there. Um that looks like an ambulance that's that's often the, the the difficult bit is is will someone allow it yeah um but um yeah, i've heard they're very strict in australia about what kind of vehicles they allow in the yeah. country i'm not sure what the requirements are but a lot of people from what i've heard will buy a vehicle there yeah. use mm-hmm. it and then sell it before mm-hmm. they leave uh, they're a so, lot more um biosecurity safe yeah um yeah. so i think yeah that's going to be the challenge we need to this week look at um well yeah get in touch with some people about the logistics getting our car just with it being a bit weird as well so so are you getting stir crazy i I don't i'm not good at sitting still so no i uh (laughs) we need a plan i think that's the you know if you get a plan you can work towards it but if you're like going what do we do and um that yeah that's it's a little bit more so no, we're we're looking forward to the next adventure definitely because it's nice. It's been nice to be back in the UK and see people, but this is not. We're, we're not going to sit around for. Yeah, we we no, we need to be moving. <laughs> yeah, I, I drive Arla crazy because I'm always like planning things way out, and I'm like, <sighs> okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. We're going to be going back out west, the Western United States again this summer, mm-hmm. exploring a little bit more than we did in previous years. So. I've got it all planned out, you know. <laughs> I've got calendar invites. I've sent people, and it's it's interesting because you know you plan out and then you change it along the way. It's you know, but that's part of the journey. So, but at least I've got a plan in my mind yeah. that if I don't stick to it, it's not the end of the world. But at least you know, there's some kind of semblance of organization. I think that's me. I, I'm not good <laughs> when there's no plan. I don't mind if the plan changes, but just if there's no plan, I'm uh, right. No, I can't sit around doing nothing. So. Shoot from the hip. I cannot do that. Yeah. yeah but hey, what, what time is it there? Uh, it's currently 25 minutes past five. In the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's Sunday, correct? You yes. It is yeah. Sunday, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're just six hours ahead of me. Not yeah, not, not a huge difference. Yeah, I wasn't sure, so... I said, let me try to pick this in the middle of the day, just in Hopefully case. Hopefully that'll work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I interviewed, we interviewed um, Dot Becker, and she's in Africa, South Africa. Oh, golly. And that was, she, it was like, I don't know, I was like eight o'clock at night there for her, and it was early mm-hmm. in the morning for me, and it was just very strange. But, you know, we make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break here and, and hear from one of our sponsors, More Expo, and we'll be right back.
<laughs> Another drink, please. Yeah, no, I don't have any drinks yet. That's the problem. It's too oh, early in the morning. <laughs> it's not five o'clock here. It's five o'clock there, though. <coughs> you guys should be drinking. <laughs> I I'm just kidding. I don't know if you drink or not. <laughs> to be fair, we have a lot of tea, British tea at the tea. moment. That's what we a have. A lot of tea. Yeah. Very rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's See? in that tea, sir? Uh, not saying. Um. I'll never, tell. <laughs> never tell my secrets. So where's Pe uh, Penny? The, is your pupper's name right? She oh, is. Um, oh, you can go and get her. She's yeah. She's, who else has gone to grab her? We like to see the travel dogs too. We love dogs. Can I see part of the fam? She's a very easy travel dog because she um she loves people and she loves traveling. So no, she's a very easy oh, dog. Oh, that's to awesome. How old very is cool. she? She's um she's almost ten. She's an older older lady now. Hey Peg, come here, Dylan. Come on, come here, sweetie. Oh, oh. <laughs> she lay down. Oh, she's just rolled over. That's about what we've achieved. She's like, hey, I'm trying to rest. Oh, oh, darling. oh, oh goodness. goodness. Oh, she's so pretty. Look at that sweet baby. Look at her I ears. think I've, just, I've woken her up, woken her up from sitting in the sun. So, oh, now oh, she's not happy. That every time I go over to Arla's house, her dogs and cat are all sprawled out in the sun by the front door. Yeah, no, she was, you were sunbathing, weren't you, Dylan? Oh, sweet. Yeah, she's probably very warm and happy right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. She does look like she just got up, though. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, usually she's quite active, but she just looks half asleep. She didn't Darling. have time to put on her makeup or nothing mm -hmm. before this episode. Do you mean makeup? She doesn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Nor do I, apparently. <laughs> so what is your bucket list place still? I mean, I, you guys have been to so many countries, but is there one place that you're like, we have to go there no matter what, we have to find a way? Uh, well, one place that I wanted to go beforehand was the Faroe Islands, which mm -hmm. sits... Which is an island owned by Denmark, isn't it? Yeah, which I'd seen photos of. You know, and I was like, that just looks amazing. It just didn't fit with our itinerary around Europe. I think but it's on a future. Route, it's on a future trip. I've actually, so I, because we may not get there in the car, I've, I'm doing a, a, I'm trying to do some running at the moment. So I've signed up to do an ultra marathon there in September. So we might be able to take the car. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Bizarre fascination with French Guyana in South America. So I'm, mm -hmm. I would love, love to go there. I don't know how. Well, eventually, when we do the Pan American Highway, I am determined. Uh, I just I want to go and see the sloths and teams and I don't know. Yes, I have a, a grand dream yeah. to go to French Guyana, and they speak French and use the euro. So uh, yes, that, that's yeah, on yeah. my bucket list, definitely. That's awesome. That's but those I think are two really cool places. Didn't we? Did, didn't we? Yeah. So um, like our European bucket list, we received lucky on this trip. We managed to hit the places that we were really yeah. excited to go to. So. But yeah, no, that's yeah. our our bucket list for the world. Yeah, not Georgia, the United States, and Georgia. Here. We have. See, I've I'm never been to the United States. I've never been to the no? United States. Lawrence oh. has, and so I think we have this whole gigantic American like plan that is uh, well that you have because I've never been. Yeah. But um, no, I'd love to. Canada and the U.S. I would love to visit with the yeah. van. We could actually travel properly. I'm Off glad to hear that you didn't say zero out of ten. Do not recommend. So. No, I'm not uh, No, I'm. I'm. I would love, really love to go, especially because it, it's so big and so varied. But yeah. um, no, I've never, never had the chance yet. Oh, that, well, we would love to have you here. I'm sure. So, thank you. Hopefully, we'll see you guys someday here and and yes, in South no, America. We do intend and, to, yeah. So, ultra marathon, huh? Yeah. Him, not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Him, not, not me, me either. <laughs> No, mm -mm. no. But so this is what your, were while you you're thinking? Sorry? Have you done a, other ultra marathons before? No, well, what I'm trying to work towards, again, we're, we always like to set each other. Rachel said to me, is there anything you'd like to really want to do? Like mm -hmm. once we've done this trip, you know, is there something you've really always wanted to do? And I've always wanted to walk to the South Pole. So Rachel said, okay, go and do it. Uh I said to Rachel the same. She wants to buy a sailing boat and sail around the world. So that's a later project. Um, 
so uh, as part of trying to get to the South Pole, uh, there's a lot of fitness goals that have to be reached in the meantime. So mm-hmm. uh, my first marathon coming up in June and uh, I was looking for an ultra marathon to do after that. And so I thought, oh, Faroe Islands, I wanted to go there. So that seems like a good place to go and do it. Um, so, yeah, that that's why. Um, but no, I've not done one before. Well, we're going to have to have you on after that and, and talk about that. That's pretty amazing. No, it doesn't yeah. appeal to me in this life. I'm still Susie. thinking, what are you thinking? Why, why would you do something like that? But it makes sense. You're now, you're preparing yeah, for you a have grand plan. Have a grand plan. Yeah. It's easy to say at the moment. Is it less easier to execute, I guess? So, you know. We shall see. We shall see. Say. Well, I mean, that's the, one of the good things about being stationary right now is you have the time, yeah. hopefully, to prepare and train. Yeah. Because it's a lot of training. I've done regular marathons and it's a mm-hmm. lot of training yeah uh we we were doing it on the road weren't we like training and stuff um so you know we were getting lots of running in while we were going away or whilst we were traveling around so um it, it, it can fit with with traveling it's just a little bit more challenging yeah finding a place to go and do some distance and you yeah know. yes when you don't know the place like that at least here stable mm-hmm. you can plan yeah. it a bit easier but yeah yeah, yeah. Not impossible, though. I like that. Not impossible. <laughs> favorite camp meal. What do you guys like making when you're on the road? What's your Curry. favorite meal? I always Curry. I cook almost entirely. Corey. Almost entirely. Uh, we'd like to just nearly entirely. that claim. <laughs> I nearly always cook. And, and Corey. No? I, think I would say 80. Nearly always. 80-20. Yes. Okay. Curry, I'll give anyway. That. But Rachel uh, does very good curries. I'd say that was the go-to right. meal in the 80% mm. of the time that she cooks I like yes. that so she drives and she cooks I know what does wow. I, do? I know <laughs> I'm, I'm superfluous really no you're not, to all. <laughs> you're not. You're not. no no you you navigate you plan you do lots of the servicing Actually, you do most. No, of actually, the I do most of the servicing. So no, actually, I do serve more of the service. Actually, I don't know what he does now. I'm now thinking. Do this. you yes. do laundry? Mm. No, no I do he provides laundry. excellent I company. Do you do laundry. I do the ringing out. Mm. There's a set role. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you take care of all the music for the day when she's driving? You are job? the DJ. I'm the DJ, but it seems like a really silly job, doesn't it? <laughs> you know. No, it's a it's an important That's job. That's an important job, right especially tunes. In, yeah, right tunes when sure. you're you when you're that DJ truck. extraordinaire. Very very important job, I promise. Very. So is navigating actually very important. Actually, and you are very good at that, and I'm really comically bad at that. So <laughs> yeah, Lawrence is the navigator. Very good. Yeah. Are you the dog walker too, or do you guys share that? We share that. We tend to just go for lots of walks. Um, yeah, and she's very good. Like we'll, we'll go, we'll go out for the day hiking, and she goes out for the day. And she, we've not yet, apart from one hike in, um, what was that? I don't know. In Armenia, know. where we really overdid oh, it. I mean, yeah. for us, we we, we overdid it. Um, she struggled, but uh, we struggled. She uh, she <laughs> normally copes absolutely fine. And if it's a day in the van. She's quite happy just to be in the van, or if it's a day where we're in a town and she wants to sleep under a coffee table, she she she's just easy. sleeps under the table, and she's very easy. So no, she she's the best travel companion I think we could have asked for. Um, and has opened lots of yeah. doors for us, actually, hasn't she? Yeah. Like, like in um, like Turkey, Eastern Turkey, and Georgia and Armenia, people don't seem to have dogs that they walk on a lead, and the number of people that would come up to us saying, "Oh, can we can we have a go at walking your dog?" Because they'd never seen a dog on a lead, and so we had, yeah. we met so many people just with the dog, didn't we? Yeah. Which was brilliant. No, That's interesting. Brilliant. Yeah. So they just their dogs just stay with them, and they just walk around, or they're they don't really. Are roaming, they more work dogs, they? or I think I think culturally, because it's a, a predominantly Muslim culture, I think dogs okay. that are you know, it, I think. In, in large parts, they don't, dogs aren't necessarily kept in the home. Well, that's a, right. that's a common belief that they don't, they don't get kept in the home. Um, and so they will have them potentially as uh, around, but um, not as the, the pets that we would sort of um, conventionally experience in, in, in more Western cultures. Obviously, if you go to the more populated sort of like areas like Antalya and, and, and Istanbul, then 
it's different. Yeah, you yeah. have a lot more pets. But if if you're out in sort of eastern Turkey, um, seeing a dog walking around on lead is is a very bizarre thing. It it would typically be a stray dog walking down the street. So people always want to come and say hello and experience why how you've managed to tame this scary beast uh, and could they have a with the dog? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she looks terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very yeah. No, that could you imagine Sadie and Diamond being yeah. just free range and wild and <laughs> not <Aren't> being? <laughs> you mm. guys, her cat can go potty on a toilet. This oh toilet. wow! Golly, that's amazing. That's very impressive. No cat litter box in this house. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Did you train a cat to do that? That's amazing. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. But mm-hmm. she will come and bug you if you're in there taking a shower. She'll start like scratching at the door. Just She's to like, harass you. Back. hello. I got yeah. sick of potty. Yeah. <laughs> it's my moment now. <laughs> yeah. She is hilarious. Well, you but, train yeah. them to one bathroom. So if your house has two bathrooms, you train them to one. They don't ever go in the other one. She just knows to go in that one. So that you're in there. And she wants in there. She's letting you know that, you know, she wants in I'm right now. Fascinated <laughs> how you managed to train a cat I, to go I into the It's called a litter yeah, quitter. That's amazing. That's litter quitter. Podcast in itself. You just... <laughs> mm-hmm. It takes about six, eight weeks to train them, but we trained her as a kitten. And, uh, yeah, she's uh, getting ready to be nine, I think, That's nine amazing. years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. flush though. She's kind of yeah, little bit that's the only thing that. can't teach her to flush. She doesn't flush. Rude. Rude. But, <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have the opposable thumbs, you know? Yes. Yeah, I mean, she got her little <laughs> paw up there. Yeah. Maybe we should get an auto flusher. Never thought about that. Oh. That would probably scare her though if it went off. Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably terrify her. She'd never go again. <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So where are you guys? So I got one more photo to share here. That's so cool. Where is oh, this? That's, um, that's Cappadocia in Turkey. Um, and it's a, I think, what is it? It's 150 hot air balloons go up in the air every sunrise. Um, and it's, uh, it's the most amazing sight ever. Mm. Um, so yeah, we spent, I don't know, a week in Cappadocia? Two oh, two weeks yeah. in Cappadocia. Um, because they've also got these beautiful um, sort of cave houses, just valleys with abandoned houses carved into the cliffs. Um, and so we ended up camping out in some of the cave houses for a bit. Um, but yeah, oh, it's Cappadocia. Cool. And it's absolutely, if, if, if anyone ever went to Turkey, it's unmissable. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Really wow. beautiful. I think a lot of yeah. people have, especially in America, have some apprehension about traveling to some of the countries like Turkey and you know, because of international things that have gone on. I, I think because we were in eastern Turkey and we were in southern Armenia, which border Iran and border Syria. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think it, we we always go on the, the UK government website, which says which areas are politically not safe to go to and always listen to that. Um, but at no point on our trip, have we felt in danger. Have we felt frightened at all? I, I would say, if anything, the areas that people maybe would have had a bit of concern over southern turkey mm-hmm. georgia armenia i for us on our trip were probably the places we were the most welcome um and were looked after the most the number of people that we stayed in their houses they invited us for lunch with them um they were buying us tea mm-hmm. we just i've never felt as amazing hospitality as in that bit of the world at all um and i don't think we ever felt in danger or unsafe or anything really no we we loved it really loved it and would recommend those areas to anywhere anyone who was a bit apprehensive like brilliant really really beautiful and and culturally really interesting yeah i really love hearing that because uh we have a friend a couple hourless life and they they're going all the way to from united states all the way down to south america all the way yes. down to the tip and then shipping their vehicle over to Africa. And that's yeah. one of the things that they say all the time. They say, you know, all of these places that people warned us not to go and how, how are you going to take a six-year-old boy with you? And yeah. it's so dangerous. And they said those places have been the most hospitable, the most friendly yeah. people. You know, yeah. I think that people just have a preconceived idea because they watch the news and they only hear mm-hmm. one little 
you know, isolated incident and it becomes stuck in their mind that that's how that place is all the time, everywhere, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. that. No, I don't think we, 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 yeah. I'm sure people are terrified of the United States when they watch the news because we always have stuff. Going I, on. I think that's crazy. You know, I, I don't, I, I, I just think people have, we've met amazing people and have, yeah. have been. Yeah just so looked after in the places we've been to and in places that people have, oh, are you really going to go there? That sounds a really strange place to go, a really dangerous place. We've we've just been so looked after. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I can't imagine being over in Europe and watching the news about the United States, just the United States itself and saying, ooh, what they got there? a lot going yeah, on over there. I don't know if I want to go there, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you just watch the news, you'd think, you know, we're going to get involved in a mass shooting at some point. You know, it, it, genuinely, that's how often. Yeah. Like, if, we, if we're having news news at the moment about well, the US, the US usually, it's, yeah. it's Donald Trump uh, and it's um, gun crime. I mean, that's generally the, the the news stories you tend to get. And yet, you know? would we not go to Australia, um, America? No, yes, of course not. We going. would we would go. Um, and I, but I but I agree with you. I think that that you don't see an awful lot of certain places of the world unless it is negative about them and bad yeah. publicity. And actually, I think. On the ground, the people are just wonderful, yeah. and and yeah. yeah, I think I think what you see on the news isn't always the reality of the place. Definitely, yeah, it really isn't. It's sensationalized, and you know they focus on that because people watch, right? Yeah, so exactly. It's, exactly. It's what that grabs your attention of what we've created yeah. for that place, but it's uh, no, it's not our experience of, of those places in real life at all. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons we're we're going to start traveling internationally with our three children, but that's one of the reasons why we're going to do that to show them. Just because you think a place is bad doesn't mean that it is. I mean, you you have to experience it for yourself, Yeah. yeah. you know, and we have it pretty good here in America. We have, even with rough times and stuff, we have it very, very good compared to a lot of other countries in the world. And we should be very grateful for that. So, you know, yeah, just seeing really how children, that would be. Yeah. Brilliant. Seeing how other people live and, and, you know, you see that and then you see they're the most happy Kind, I think that's loving yeah. people. I think that's what you we've know. noticed when we were traveling, how lucky we are to be in a position that we could quit, afford to quit our jobs for a year and have mm -hmm. a home. Okay, it's a van, but a, a lovely home. And then you were meeting people who were, it, certainly if you looked at on paper, what are their possessions and what is their experience? And yet they were the most open, friendly, generous, happy people. Yeah. Um, and I think it does make you really appreciate what you do have, definitely. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that a bunch of stuff and a bunch of money is not yeah. where you find happiness. Yeah. No, you know? I'd agree. I, I think that was definitely the people we met, definitely. Absolutely. And, and culturally, we found in a lot of places, it's not limited to one place, but particularly the, the more east that you go, once you leave sort of like Western Europe, mm -hmm. um, the, the, there's, there is a culture of providing hospitality and and it's almost seen as a, you know, it's almost a it's a failure of them if they don't provide good hospitality. It's part of their, for often it's part of their faith and, you know, they go out of their way regardless of their status in society or, or how wealthy they are. And it's typically the, the, the poorest people that you meet who are, who are being the often the most hospitable to, to travelers and guests um, and, and making sure that, you know, which is silly because you're you're trying to offer them money to to make you know to compensate them for for the you can see they're going out of their way mm -hmm. um, to, to feed you and to house you and you you know you're wanting to do something back but for them they 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 see it as an honor and they're very pleased often to to have people coming to to visit them and and to visit locally. Um, no, it was an experience. It's, it's experience, and I think, like you say, if you go with kids, it's going to be an eye opening for them. But it's an eye opening. It was an eye opener for us, I think, to to just to be reminded as just every now and then it's quite very useful to how how lovely, lovely people, people are, people are yeah. and um, to listen to the news <laughs> and and yeah. and get mm -hmm. a, a reminder of how good humanity is um, uh, without all the problems that you tend to hear about. So. Sometimes even better without all of the stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, sure. so yeah. I'm just trying to think if somebody, you know, drove by your house in the United States, would you invite them into dinner? 
Would well, you, we, no? we were saying that the experiences we had on the road were not what if we broke down for instance we we broke down in so many places in eastern europe or or ended up not having somewhere to stay we'd sort of mistimed where we thought we were going to go to to stay overnight mm. and um we we were invited into people's homes that we'd never met they yeah. gave us a bed they fed us and we were saying if this happened at home in the uk you'd be at the side of the road there is no way that same experience would have been had in the uk at all um no. definitely yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think in many places in the United States it would either. Maybe in some, yes. some really rural areas, but yes, yeah, yeah. No, maybe this is a good lesson for all, us all. You know, it's important to, to realize. Our, we need, we be need thankful. to re- up our hosting game. Yeah. I think. No, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, as far as social media goes, are you guys on any social media at all, and where can people find you? So we're on Instagram. When we left, we were deciding, you know, what do we do? And we thought, oh, we'll do the YouTube thing. And then when you we're start traveling, much. we just realized how little time I think we had. And, and it wasn't our priority, really. We thought, you have to take so much time out. So yeah, we decided to blog our adventure, which we do through Instagram and Facebook. And initially, it was just for our family. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're trying to send photos to two sets of family plus siblings and friends and things who could have like related it as as one story and allow us also at a later date to sort of look back and have a laugh at what we did because our memory's not that great um (laughs) you know not written down it doesn't count (laughs) yeah so just them yeah so i don't know what it's the it's the overlanding ambulance if you look at uh and on instagram we're way behind we're back in the uk but it thinks we're still in turkey uh yeah (laughs) yeah but we, we we intend even while we're back, we've had a bit of a hiatus at the moment because of just some life issues that have been going on here. You know, mm. things take a priority rather than writing Instagram posts. Um, but the plan is to keep putting out the content of the rest of the journey that has got us to this point. And obviously, once we get to that, then providing updates as to where we're going to be next uh, and whatever the whatever that journey is going to be, obviously keeping people abreast as, as to what we're doing. So, um, the overlanding ambulance, though it looks quite static at the moment, will be coming back. But uh, um, we've yeah. been we've not been the best. We've not been the best. There we go. That's why we can't. You guys are line. the best. We love talking to you. It's <laughs> yeah. been fun. Hey, life it's is busy. Talk. It's hard. Yeah. That's it's why so we can't find our life through social media because we're not very good at it. So. No. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. We had a great time with you guys. We look forward to chatting with you again and following you on your next journey. That's going to be awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much.